Hey, welcome to the Central Westland Church Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for downloading and thank you for listening. We hope that today you find God's Word to be encouraging, challenging, and inspiring your life today. We would love to connect with you through our Facebook page and Instagram page. All you got to do is look on Facebook or Instagram and search for Central Westland Church. Please know that we love you, we're praying for you, and we hope you enjoyed this week's message. Everybody doing well? If you have a Bible, you can turn to Genesis chapter 1. A couple weeks ago, we were in the last page of the Bible. Today, we're going to be in the first page of the Bible. Last week, we talked about um, how we, you and I, me and you, we were made, we are made to praise God. Um, We talked about one of the reasons that we have to praise God um, last week is the fact that we've been adopted by the Father into His family And we talked about what adoption means and how that looks in a Christian's life. Um, And we are now uh, reconciled through adoption to the Father, but we're also adopted into the family. So while adoption is vertical and it, it takes care of our relationship with God, it also helps out our relationship with the people around us and how we are brothers and sisters. And that is a reason to praise God, that he adopts us, that he accepts us as his sons and daughters And we are in the family of God. Today we're going to look at another reason uh, to praise, that, uh, that, to be thankful, um, and that is this, is that God creates. God creates. And we see a whole lot of creation going on in Genesis chapter 1. It starts out like this. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty, darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning the first day. Read the second part here, verse 6. And God said, let there be a vault between the waters to separate the water from water. So God made the vault and separated the water under the vault from the water above the vault. And it was so, verse 8, God called the vault sky. And there was evening there, and there was evening there and morning the second day. So you guys know kind of how the rest of the other seven days, the other six days following the last day of the seventh day goes. Um, God creates. Now, why is that reason to praise God? A couple different reasons. Number one, it shows God's power. It shows God's power. Only God can create something from nothing. Only God can create something out of a dark, formless void where there was emptiness and there was nothing there. Only God can take that and turn it into everything that we see around us today. That shows God's power, that shows his ability, that shows his wisdom, that he can take nothing and turn it into something extraordinary and splendor of the world that we see um, around us. It shows God's Power. Now, the word says there, we read two different, the first two days, that when God created, what did he do after he created? Anybody remember? He what? No, no, no. The first two days. 
that's day seven. Yeah, the first two days. What did we read? He created and then he... Yes, but that's not what I'm looking for. When he did day two, when he made the vault, when he made the sky, he did it to keep the water from where? Separated. He separated the waters from the waters. Day one, he separated the night from day. Everybody follow? We'll read further on that he separates some other things. That's what we're going to talk about here in just a minute. But we see that God creates. That shows his power. And after he creates, he separated. Now, some of you may be thinking, well, that's cool, but I thought God was like a God of unity. He, like, brings everybody together. And that's true, too. God is a God of unity. We talked about that last week, being reconciled to God and also being reconciled to people. We're unity. We are one body in Christ together. Um, however, here we see in Genesis 1 that when God creates, God separates. What in the world does that mean? Here's what that means for you and I today. You and I are followers of Jesus. If you are a follower, if you have been saved, if you are a Christian, whatever other term you want to use in there, say amen. God has called you to be separate from the world. While you may be in the world today, God wants you to be separate. God wants you to be different. God wants you to be set apart from the world. Now, let me share this before I tell you what being set apart means. It does not mean that we, you and I, are better than people who don't believe in the Lord. Right? Do we need to go through that whole nobody's the number one draft pick deal again? We've talked about that the past couple weeks. Just because we are separate, and Jesus calls us to be in the world, but not of the world. We're here in the world that he created, but we're separated from the world. We're separated from the way we think. We're separated from the way we live. We're separated from the world by the way we speak. People who don't believe in Jesus should be able to look at you and tell by your lifestyle they're different than me. Right? Does that make sense? Jesus said, the world will know your mind by what? Your love. By the way you love them. I don't know if you've noticed or not, but there's a lot of people around the world today that simply don't love. And God has called us to be in the world but not of the world, to be separated, to be set apart so that we can love the world. So that we can, not the world, that sounds bad. So that we can love the people in the world. So that we can serve the people in the world. So that we can forgive the people in the world. God has called us to be separate. Now, yesterday, I spent 12 hours of my life yesterday trying to put together and to install a basketball goal. Dads, anybody ever done that? I could have used some more help, okay? I had some, but I could have used some more. I had my friend over, my buddy, my buddy that comes over and helps me anytime I put anything together. He has put in a hot water heater in my house. He has put together two ceiling fans and put them up in my house. He is my man. I love him. He helped me move twice. Anybody that helps you move twice is a good friend. Right? They got a free ticket to heaven. I love my man to death. 
Now, here's the deal. We were out there digging a hole. We had to dig a three-foot deep hole in a two-by-two square. I had no idea what it was going to take to dig a three-foot hole. We started at 10 o'clock. I was thinking by lunchtime, we're going to be playing one-on-one on this basketball goal. 10.30 last night, we got the hole dug. We mixed up 20 bags of concrete. By the way, I'd never mixed up a bag of concrete before either until yesterday. And that was a job too. Anybody done that job? Yeah. Yeah, I'm country. I got a pocket knife. That makes me country. Um, so anyway, we were out there sweating to death. Every part of us were sweating to death, and we were just dead tired by 1030. About 5 o'clock last night, my buddy asked me. Now, my buddy does not know the Lord. He does not go to church. Church is not his thing. Um, he knows me. He knows why I do what I do and what I do what I do. Um, but he's church isn't his thing. He asked me. He said, let me ask you something. He said, do you think the world's mostly good or mostly bad? I said, what do you mean? He said, just the world, people. I said, okay. Well, I said, humanly speaking, we're mostly good. There's a lot of good people in the world. There's a lot of people that will do good stuff. There's a lot of people that will help you out, like you. Come over here and help my man. Help me dig a hole and mix concrete. I said, there's, a lot of, there's, there's some people in the world that will do a lot of good stuff for you. I said, spiritually speaking, we're all bad, bro. We're all bad. We're all living a fallen world. We're all born as sinners. We're all born separated from God. We're all bad. He said, but what about you? I said, I'm one. I said, all, all, we're all. I said, me, I'm bad. You're bad. Your mama's bad. I love his mama. His mama's wonderful. She's terrible. <laughs> She's bad. She's separated from God just like you and I. I said, you know, my little girl, Anna Lee, she's a year old, separated. She's spiritually dead. We're all bad. Spiritually speaking, we're all bad. He said, then why do you do what you do? I said, bro, you're, I'm thinking in my mind, like, you just, like, handed me a platter to share the word. And I jumped on it. I said, buddy, let me tell you something. I said, I do what I do. I live the way I live. I speak what I speak. I go where I go. My actions are everything in my life. My parenting, my friendships, my words, where I go, why I go where I go, what I do when I'm there, how I do do it when I'm there. Everything in my life is a reflection of what God has done inside of me. I said, let me tell you how this works, bro. I said, you're bad. I'm bad. But because of Jesus, we can be made whole. We can be made right in God's sight because of his blood, the spotless, sinless blood of Jesus. You and I have a chance today to be made right, to be found righteous in his sight, not because of myself, but because of what Jesus' blood does to my life. I said, that's what separates me and you, Jesus. That's what's different about me and you. Is Jesus. That's what separates the church from the world, is Jesus. That's what separates 
holy living from worldly living is Jesus. Our relationship with the Father, our relationship with God the Father through the work of Jesus Christ in our life should lead and guide and oversee every aspect of our life. When that happens, there's going to be a separation between believers and the world because it's going to be different. You can't expect an unbeliever to do Jesus things, right? Does that make sense? We get ourselves in a great deal of trouble when we expect to wor the world to act like the church. We get ourselves in even deeper trouble when the church thinks they have to start acting like the world to love the world, to teach the world, to attract the world to the Lord. No, what makes us different is the fact that we're different. What makes us different is that Jesus leads us to love when the world doesn't love. What makes us different is that Jesus leads us to forgive when the world doesn't forgive. That's what we see here in Genesis 1 where God puts in the law of separation. We are called to be in the world, but not of the world. We see in Genesis 1 that God creates. God is still creating today. God is still creating physical life today. We saw it a couple weeks ago when we had uh, babies up here dedicating wonderful babies. We had Nathaniel. We had... Um, Anna Lee, we had Rory and Ashlyn. We see that God is still creating today physical life. Not only is God still creating physical life, but praise God this morning, he is still creating spiritual life because God is still worthy and powerful enough to save your soul. Jesus' blood is still what it costs for your salvation, and it's still available to you for salvation. It's still there through the work of grace. God is still creating even today. So why should we praise God? Because he is a creator. He created everything we see outside. Colossians 1, chapter, verse, chapter 1, verse 16 says that all things were created by him and for him. John 1 says that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. You know that part? I think about verse 3 or 4. It says that he was in all things. All things were created by him. Everything that we see outside was created by him. You and I were created by God. I don't think you understand what that means, y'all. I don't think you understand. All the cool stuff you see outside, the cool creation, you see these pictures and videos from other countries and these waterfalls and these snow-capped mountains, and you think, man, that's beautiful. That's gorgeous. I'd love to go there sometime. That's wonderful. Yes, it's great. It looks good. It's a great place. That does not compare to the fact that God in heaven created the cells and the molecules and whatever else goes into the human body, and you are who you are today. You look the way you look today because God created you just the way that you are. And that, my friends, you may not see it as a good thing. You may not like who you are. You may not love who you are. You may not like the way you look. But my friends, you were created on purpose to be just like you are. Psalm 139 says that God knitted us together in our mother's womb. God created you. I hate to see Students, adults have issues 
with self-image. There's nothing. I ain't going to say that. It doesn't do God any favors when you don't love you because God created you. God created you. God created Davy with a lot of hair. He created me with not much. And that's okay. Although I'm jealous, and I think if I had that hair, I could rule the world. But without it, I'm cool living in Denton. <laughs> God created you. Why did God create everything we see around us? And why did God create you and I? To point back to him, to point back to his power, to point back to his glory, and to give us praise. Psalm 19 talks about how everything we see around us calls out the glory of God, gives God praise just because of the beauty and the wonder and the splendor of everything around us. And God created you and I today to point back to him, to make him known, to for other people, for the world that we're separated from, for them to see Jesus in us so that we can point people back to him. God created you just the way you are for a purpose, and that purpose was to know him and to make him known to the people around us. God creates and God separates if you need a reason today to praise God, if you need a reason today to clap, to shout, to cry, to kneel, to jump, to run, to celebrate, look no further than the fact that God creates physical life and God creates spiritual life. Back to my conversation with my buddy. I said, bro, when was the last time you went to church? And I kind of knew the answer. He said, two years ago. I said, you want to come with me tomorrow? He said, no. <laughs> he said, no. He said, you probably won't ever see me in a church. I said, that's okay. I said, you don't have to go to church. It's fine. I said, but you don't want to miss out on heaven. He said, what do you mean? I said, heaven is a place that we're going, that believers go. We talked about heaven a lot here the past couple of weeks. I said, heaven's going to be a good place. No tears, no sin, no separation from God. Heaven's going to be wonderful. I said, if you don't want to go to church, that's fine. I said, but you don't want to miss out on heaven. He said, well, he said, I may miss out on that too. And it was right there, I stopped all this stuff. We were hammering out that hole. <laughs> we were about a foot and a half deep. I stopped. I said, buddy, listen to me. I said, you don't play around with eternity. If you miss heaven, it's because you missed heaven. God's grace is there for you. Jesus' blood is there for you. Don't be flippant about, oh, whatever happens when I die, I die. I said, bro, you don't understand the length of eternity. You don't understand what eternity is going to be like. You don't understand the options of eternity. You don't understand the separation of eternity. I said, let me tell you real quickly, you do not want to miss heaven. And the only way you get there is through Jesus Christ. 
You know what my man said? It'd be cool if he said, let's pray together. He said, you going to keep hammering that hole or what you doing? <laughs> I said, buddy, I'm going to keep hammering. I said, just know we're talking serious business. We're talking serious business. And I love you. And I want to be in heaven with you. I want you to be there with me. So in case we have to put up any basketball goals in heaven, you'll be there to help me out. I said, but don't miss the point. That heaven's real. That hell is real. Life, eternity with God is real. Eternity without God is real. And you don't want to miss. You do not want to miss what heaven has waiting for you. God creates physically, and God creates spiritually. I would love to be able to tell you that God created a new spiritual life yesterday in my driveway, standing a foot and a half, foot and a half deep in a hole, but he didn't. But does that mean he won't ever? No. No. Does that mean my boy is not worth being loved? No. Does that mean my boy is not worth me looking after? No. Does that mean my boy is not worth me praying for anymore? No. That's all the more reason for us to love. That's all the more reason for us to let Jesus lead our lives so that we love and show grace and mercy and witness and share and love and forgive and all that stuff that only God can do through us. That's all the more reason. God creates physically, and God is still today creating spiritually lives today. And God can do that for you. Real quickly, and we will be done. Today, if you don't know the Lord, let me tell you real quickly, you don't want to miss heaven. There's only one way there. Jesus said, I am the way. It's only through him. Salvation comes through Jesus and Jesus alone. We get ourselves in trouble when we think we can be that good part of the world. And we can be that good part of the world, but spiritually we're still dead. It's only in Jesus do our spirits come alive and we can be forgiven. And God the Father can look at us and see this blood of Jesus and see the spotless, sinless, perfect blood of Jesus on our lives. It's only through Jesus. You may be wondering, how do I know if that's me? Simple, simple. If God is calling you, it's you. If God is speaking to your heart, that's you. If God is saying, that's you, that's you. The only way for spiritual life is through Jesus. And God offers that to you and to me today. One more quick thing and we'll be done. We see in Genesis 1 that God creates, and then we see that God always feels what he creates. God always feels what he creates. We read that he filled the sky with the birds. He filled the land with the animals. He filled the waters with fish. When God uh, creates, God always feels. God creates Physically, he feels physically. God creates spiritually, he feels spiritually. I want to encourage you that have already have a new life, that already have that new birth in Jesus, to get your feel from Jesus. 
to get your feel from God the Father that can fill you with what you need. Anybody ever um, say you go to the Golden Corral and you just throw down on the buffet? Anybody been there before or just me? And then let's say somebody says, hey, want to go to Krispy Kreme? Anybody been there before? <laughs> but let me just share this. If any of you know anybody that's doing a fundraiser for Krispy Kreme donuts, you don't even have to ask me. Just put my name down and let me know how much I owe you. Deal? Thank you. I used to tell our youth groups that all the time. You don't even have to ask. Just put my name down. Let me know when you're bringing them by. And you leave Krispy Kreme, and they're like, shouldn't we get some ice cream? Has that ever happened to anybody? Good. This is good. This is, this is good. Uh, and then you get the ice cream, and you put all the stuff on top. And by the time you get done with that, what do you feel like doing? Throwing up. When we fill ourselves too much with the wrong stuff, it does not work in our benefit. The same is true spiritually. God creates spiritually. God can fill spiritually. When we try to fill ourselves with things of the world, and we should be filling ourselves with things of God, nothing good comes out of that. When we are in a relationship with God the Father, there is no time for us to be stepping out of that relationship to seeing what the world has to offer. James says this. Let me read. I think it's James chapter 4. Let me see. I have it in my notes. I thought I had it in my notes. Okay. Okay. Let's hope I'm right. James chapter 4. Y'all, if this ain't right, don't tell nobody, okay? Perfect. Perfect. James says this. You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world means enmity against God? Therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Look at the words that James uses there. You adulterous people, you adulterous people, you and I today know what the word adultery means. You and I know what the, the term and what the act of adultery is. It's when someone is in a relationship and they step out of that relationship and do things not in part of that relationship with other people. James here says if you're in the world, if you're in God, and you're friends with the world... You're stepping out of your relationship with God, sticking your big toe into things of the world to see how good it is over there, to see how good the green the grass is over there, to see how much you can get away with, to see if maybe we can just test it out, thinking, well, it's not going to really be that bad. Well, I can do this and nobody knows. James says, you're an adulterous person. When God creates spiritually, and we look to the world to fill us up. That, my friends, is nothing more than you stepping out 
in your relationship with the Father. When God creates, God feels. I want you to know today that whatever your deepest need is, whatever your empty spot is, whatever your dark spot is of your life, God can take that darkness and turn it into light. 